morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. What's going on, 137 p.m. family? Thank you for getting your day started with the 731 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. Excited to be hosting as always. And today is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. We are cruising through the week. It's a beautiful summer week. The sunshine's been out all week long. It feels great out here in San Diego, California. We have stories in sports. We have stories in entertainment that I am ecstatic to get to later on today. But we also have a story in gaming. So joining us today, the one, the only, as I've been saying now for a couple months, Sir Elton Jones. Elton, how we doing, brother? Feeling like royalty as always, thanks to you, Bo. And you know what? We haven't done tag team callouts in a while. So we got three choices, Bo. Let me know which one you want. Rock and Sock Connection, Too Cool, or The Hardy Boys? Wow. My God. Well, when you said Rock and Sock Connection, I thought it was a no-brainer. But then you hit me with The Hardy Boys last, and now I'm... Dog, you got me turning over here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go Rock and Sock Connection because I did about a 90-minute YouTube Ooh. rabbit hole deep dive last night at 1 a.m., where I was watching all of Hollywood Rock's best promos from wrestling in 2003. Mm. So I think I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to say the Rock and Sock Connection. Yes, Bo. You know what? Hollywood Rock is one of like the best heel personalities I've ever seen. Like He made me despise Hogan at a time where it was hard to despise him. I was like, Rocky's so cool with the leather pants and the guitar always playing music and crapping over every town he's in. The vest. Yeah, the vest. Oh, and the... <laughs> just, la, 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 la. <laughs> and the theme song. Oh, Rocky, man. You're too humble and nice nowadays. Can we get oh back my to God, I would, three, Rocky? He was so good in front of the crowd. He could make them like him and then hate him and then tell him, oh, do you want me to make you like me? Or make you hate me. Like, he was so in control of the audience. It was unbelievable, man. Uh, that's so funny you brought up the Rock and Sock Connection. Because I actually did do, like, a 90-minute YouTube deep dive uh, last night when I should have been sleeping. Um, Elton, we got a couple birthdays that we'll start off today. We'll say happy birthday to Robert De Niro. We will say happy birthday to Austin Butler, our current Elvis actor and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood cast member. But then also, on this day in 2007... Super Bad was released in theaters. Elton, I consider this to be like one of the funniest movies of all time. And I got a fun fact. Super Bad was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg when he was 14 years old, Elton. 14 years old, they started writing the script for Super Bad. And then by the time that, you know, it was ready to be made and they could get enough financing, uh, Seth Rogen was no longer young enough to play himself. So that's when they casted Jonah Hill to play the version of himself in the movie. So um, a lot of people know that, but 14 years old is unbelievable. So it was pretty much a biopic. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, no, it, it is. It entirely is. Yeah. he wrote, Seth Rogen wrote that about his high school experience. God, man, I wish I could be the 7-Eleven uh, front desk guy just to see them two walk in and <laughs> with the fake ID. <laughs> to be that guy at that moment, to know what Seth Rogen would be in the next 10 years of his life is uh, mind-blowing. Incredible, incredible, incredible stuff. Well, later on today, 2 p.m. Eastern time, Twitter Spaces, Elton Jones, you will be there. I will be over there. JL Rucker should be over there. Charlie Colbrander's 50-50 right now, but it is the crew. We're going to be doing a live episode um, of 7.31 a.m. We'll be recording it on Twitter Spaces, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, later today on Wednesday, August 17th. 
please join. I'm telling you, you're missing out. If you are not coming to these Twitter spaces, Elton is, is in agreement here. You are missing out on a lot of fun. These have been a blast, filled with laughs. You will not regret it if you come on through. Uh, Elton, let's get uh, let's get going into the show, and we're going to start over in sports. Sports. So this story might have slipped y'all's radar, but over the weekend, the Houston Astros were taking on the Oakland A's. And on Sunday, the team hosted thousands of Uvalde citizens, bussing them into the game, right? All of these incredible people, part of that Texas community. They bust them into the stadium. Thousands of people got to watch the game for free. Well, a young fan from Uvalde spoke with Alex Bregman before the game, asking him to hit a home run for her during that game. And, you know, Elton, baseball's weird, man. Baseball's a weird sport. I mean, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Because sure enough, in the first at-bat of that day for Alex Bregman, that's exactly what he did. He had a home run. Uh, it was a two-run shot in the first inning against the Oakland A's. It, it got him a 6-3 victory and and fulfilled that, you know, desire from that young fan. And what Alex Bregman kind of said, you know, it was really cool. Quote, it was really cool. Anything we can do for them. As soon as I got to the dugout, our coach, uh, Dusty Baker, said, hey, you hit one for Uvalde. And it was just... This is what sports is about. You know, we do we do a lot of interesting stories about the news. We do stories about contracts and money and, oh, this company bought this TV rights deal. And we always talk about the business of this shit. But this is why sports is cool, is, is when it brings a community like this together. And, you know, it's a story that even slipped my radar. So I'd imagine a few of y'all might not have heard about it that went down on Sunday. But... Wow, what a cool moment for for the Houston Astros, for the for the city of Uvalde, and and for Alex Bregman. That is that's the stuff that they write movies about, Elton. Entertainment. So, Elton, our first story over in entertainment is about James Bond. Now, I have seen every single James Bond movie. I am a diehard. I am an avid fan. I go to all of them when they're in theaters. I am a no doubt, Elton. I planned, I planned prom for my high school during my junior year, and. We booked it. It was at SeaWorld, which was pretty sweet, but it was James Bond themed. And so we had casino, we had like poker tables all over the place with like fake chips, but you could turn into real prizes. We had James Bond music playing throughout the entire park. It was, dude, we had like a booth where you had like props to make it look like you were an agent. Like, I'm a huge James Bond fan, and for the last five years, part of the big discussion in entertainment has been, who will be the next James Bond? This has been one of the biggest discussions in all of entertainment. Well, on Tuesday, it sounds like we might have got some plans. So, according to Express UK, and, you know, this is just a rumor, so I don't know what y'all want to do with this information, but... The rumors are that Bond producers are looking for a younger actor to play this role. They're talking maybe young 30s, mid 30s, so on. And this probably means, though, that you can eliminate some of the odds on favorites from this conversation. So I'm talking Tom Hardy, who I believe is like 44, Henry Cavill, who I believe is like 39, Idris Elba, who's almost I think he's like 50 years old. I know. I know. And dude, these are all people I would love to have seen play James Bond. But at that age, I understand the hesitation in casting them and and going with someone early on in their 30s is not a bad, bad move. Elton, I was talking with Connor Sheeran about who should play the next James Bond last year. And I threw out a name. 
Henry Golding, who's 35, and then Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's 32. Aaron Taylor Johnson is actually in Bullet Train, which you saw over the weekend. He's the white British dude uh, that you saw in the movie. Who's you know, uh, is it Lemon in Tangerine? Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was a lemon, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, I believe he was lemon. So those are two people I, I, I'm very interested in. He's 32. Henry Golding is 35. I think both of them would make great James Bonds. And I'm excited to see where this uh, this casting goes. Do you have any preferences or choices there? At this point, Bo, I've become more interested in the villains these, sure. these past few years. So I'm like, who could be the next great Bond villain, man? Just conniving, great at giving yep. speeches, but always screws up in the last 10 minutes of yep. the film. Who's going to be that person? No, no, no. You're so right. You're so right. It, it almost feels like a bigger deal now who plays the villain in these things. I, I think you got stuff there for sure. And we got we got one more story over in entertainment, and that is that Robert De Niro is going to star opposite of himself in a new gangster movie. So De Niro is going to be re-entering the world of the mafia with an upcoming gangster drama called The Wise Guys. It's going to be directed by Barry Levinson, who did Rain Man, Wag the Dog, and he's going to be directing this one. So De Niro is going to be playing two different characters, rival mob bosses Frank Costello and then Vito Genovese. And Wise Guy will tell the story of how Genovese attempted to have Costello assassinated in 1957. So the screenplay is going to be written by Nicholas Pileggi, who co-wrote the screenplay for Goodfellas, and he also wrote the book that the movie was based on, and that coincidentally is also called Wise Guy Life in a Mafia Family. No release date, but he's going to be playing two different characters. This is not like Tom Hardy in the movie Legend, where he plays twins. This is not Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap playing twins. He's just going to be playing two different characters. It sounds weird. I don't know how I feel about it. But um, I do know how I feel about this next gaming story. So let's get in into it, Elton. Gaming. Take it away, brother. Gaming. Bo, at this point, Fortnite has like even more collabs than the game's last 30-track album, dude. Just featuring this, featuring that. Uh, Fortnite has Marvel, DC, John Wick, Halo, and it even has Street Fighter characters running around with all type of firearms. It's just in Fortnite, doing all the dances your nieces and nephews do on TikTok, right? So ever since Naruto got thrown into the game, my gut was telling me, at some point, there's going to be another popular anime property joining Fortnite. My gut is never wrong, because as of yesterday, Dragon Ball is now a part of Fortnite. So this whole Dragon Ball crossover event is going to add four new character skins. You're getting Goku, duh, Vegeta, of course, Bulma, which is a nice surprise, and Beerus. What's even cool about them being in is that all of them have a cel-shaded art style. So they just have their whole anime skin and outlook very close to the, to the uh, source material. So that's, that's a pretty cool nod to the show itself. And of course, there's going to be new Dragon Ball items. You're going to actually have the ability to just take out your enemies with a Kamehameha wave. I saw uh, a clip of it on Twitter. It looks even better than expected. I can't wait to just get dubs with Kamehameha's. Dude, I saw it um, too. I, I sorry, Elton. I saw it too. And yes. the video is fucking incredible, man. It's every <laughs> like if you if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z or go you know any anime, honestly, you're gonna you're gonna be like, you know what? They actually did pretty damn good with this thing. Right, but it's like Fortnite is one of those games where you're like you walk past, you're like, ah, not for me. But then it's like John Wick versus Master Chief versus Goku. Dude, that's hard to compete with. <laughs> yeah, boy, like I, I might have to download it. So along with all the extra stuff, you're going to have a Dragon Ball Adventure Island with a whole bunch of just themed locations and just extra stuff you can hop into. 
Bo. I'm gonna download it soon. I'll come back with my review in like maybe a few days or so. But yeah, we might have to we might have to squat up, man. Goku, Vegeta taking over the world. Yeah, I love that, Elton. Thank you, dog. That's a great, great gaming story. No, I know it's making waves right now. It's trending everywhere. Everyone is talking about. It. I mean, I don't know what they do next here, Elton, for you know Fortnite collabs. But man. That just feels like the future of gaming, right? Being able to take IPs from different areas and different distribution companies and and like having Master Chief from Halo take on Goku from Dragon Ball Z. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Right. I never thought I would see this stuff, but they have done such an incredible job bringing those different IPs together in a really like just clean way. I'm I'm a fan of this collab right here, Elton. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm a diehard anime fan, so Epic Games, hear me out. Yu Yu Hakusho DLC, please. For me and the thousands of other Yu Hakusho fans out there, just throw us a boat for, you know, for that one. <laughs> That'll be it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, let's head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all the socials. Hop into our Discord, chat with us. You can be part of the family over in our Discord. We got a Twitter Spaces later on today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, August 17th. Be there, be square. It's going to be filled with laughs. You got to do it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious.